Welcome to Becoming Unshakable with Sarah Wolf and Patri Hunty. The purpose of this podcast is to empower you to improve your life and become your own coach. Together, we will guide you through mindset techniques and psychology tools that we have applied to change our own lives and to help others do the same. During these episodes, we'll be taking you through mindset exercises and practicalities so you can feel free to get your journal and your favorite pen and take some notes along the way. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We are on episode three today and we're so excited for this episode because now that we have done the introductions to us, uh, both the hosts, we are ready to begin your transformational journey with you. Um, And we're actually going to be doing this together because both of me and Patrick are entering new phases in our lives. So we've actually been talking about this stuff all week. So it's a really exciting episode. So we're talking all about preparing your mind for a transformational journey ahead. So when I start with a client session, this is something that we always begin with. It's all about decluttering, anchoring, starting from a very zen, calm place almost like starting again and pressing reset. So Patri, do you want to come in? Yeah, exactly. So basically, I just want to go through the why and what it's for, which Sarah gave a little bit of an intro on it. But it's basically to create space for the new and energetically let go of things that aren't serving you. Because what happens is that we can say, okay, I'm starting a new chapter and I'm moving on. But energetically, you're still somewhere and you're still holding on to something that is not serving you anymore. So this is why it's good for it, because you're choosing and you have the intention to let go of things that aren't serving you anymore. And we're going to go through some things that you can even do in your physical environment, in terms of technology and in terms of basically everything in terms of mindset. So, yeah, that's basically what it's for. And yeah, we can even begin by, I think Sarah does this a little bit as well, but writing out the things that didn't work out and basically just going through that and having the intention to let go of it. And I know, Sarah, you include that as part of your program as well, but I find that really powerful because you're basically given energetically a middle finger to something that did not work out really before and being completely okay with it and being in an acceptance mode is also really important for this part because as you're letting go you're saying I'm okay with this and I don't need to hold on to this baggage anymore but what do you think Sarah you can continue because I know you have a lot on this as well (laughs) (laughs) no definitely that's something that we call that's like the burn ceremony where we write down the 10 things that we want to say goodbye to or let go of whether it's behaviors actions relationship whatever it is and then we write down what we're grateful for I can't remember the exact sequence off the top of my head and then we burn what we're letting go of and it's actually a really emotional process I know basketball Ballers like the uh, Michael Jordan's team. Oh my gosh, the bull- <laughs> I can't think straight Chicago Bulls. They did this as a ritual as well. It's actually really like it's really world renowned for for starting new. And the another one, Patry, that the listeners can do is there's a couple of things I like to do to you know I suppose to start afresh and say goodbye to your past. 
a lovely one is to imagine you know kind of do a little confidence visualization on your like you say who you are now and everything you've achieved in life and spend a couple of minutes really conjuring up an image of like the beauty of your life the beauty of you and that really confident version of yourself and then going back to some of those memories and giving yourself that version of yourself a hug and telling her what she needs to hear at that time is also a lovely way to kind of reflect and accept and forgive yourself others all of that juicy stuff guys it is really important not to be holding on to any resentment towards you towards anyone else and yeah like there's lots of little things we can do you can even just like write down, like you said, write down what you want to let go of without burning it. Like it's fine. Some way for you to express and heal and release anything that you're, you know, you, you want to leave behind you. So yeah, that's kind of the letting go part. There's definitely a few more bits that are not coming to me. Yeah. I just can't think right. I'm getting really, really bad baby brain again. Like what is wrong with me? <laughs> this happens to me all the time. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. Um, oh, that is perfectly got- fine. We're going to accept the baby brain for the start of this podcast, I think, because that is going to be making it even funnier. Uh, so one of the things that that I actually really, really found value in when I was in my letting go stage. Now, I know we can do this several times a year if we want to, especially if we're starting new chapters and saying, OK, I need to set some powerful intentions to let go of certain things because it can literally set some intentions to let go of things so that you can start new anytime that say you're starting a new job or say you're starting a new relationship or you're moving into a house this is all going to be really powerful stuff going on or even if you had an argument like you can decide when you want to start to reset and clear your space mentally physically and in every single form but one thing that really worked for me and that I actually haven't done with many of my clients is write a letter to somebody who has really hurt me and I did this with several people I actually did this with several people who have really caused me pain in my life and just saying the things that this is hard now a lot of people won't agree with this but hard is good because it's going to toughen you up and it's going to help you to release but this worked like magic. I wrote out a letter and indicated the things that I wanted to forgive them for, for the pain that they, whatever pain they have caused me, Mm. but also the things that I appreciated them doing for me. And this is the literal explanation of forgiveness. Like, this is hard stuff. It's some deep work that Mm -hmm. if we do, you would be surprised. It's not about serving them. It's serving yourself because who is resenting the person? You. So mm-hmm. who needs that brain clarity again? And that like it's literally taking your power back. And that's why I find it so effective and powerful. And I have t- told my family to try this exercise. I haven't necessarily told my clients to do it because I know a lot of people don't agree with it and they find it quite difficult to forgive. But by forgiving and releasing the pain that they have caused you, it's not about going up to the person and triggering yourself all over. It's about literally taking back your own power. So that's one really, really powerful exercise. Now, I know some people would do it. It is hard. Um, There might be some tears. But again, we love to cry because that means releasing emotion (laughs) so that it's not stuck in your body (laughs) and in your mind. We love crying. And also as well, um, Patrick, a nice little one there as you're talking about that point is, you know, 
if you hold on to grudges, you're literally giving somebody your pen and letting them write your story for mm-hmm. you. I always say that. And it's not about you showing any weakness. If anything, you're showing such strength and character. And like you said, it's an it's an open heart towards others to completely free yourself, not them. So it's this is all for you. I promise you. And like, I know what you mean. Some people will be like boxing gloves on, defense walls up. But when you actually can get to that place of true forgiveness and seeing the good in the trauma or the bad memories or the bad relationships. Wow, it's such an energy. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want you to go through some of your digital detox advice because I love it. I love digital detoxes. I love not going basically on social media in the morning, things like that. So I'm going to give you the space to fire away on it because I very much appreciate it. Fabulous. Okay. So social media detox periods is without a doubt, I would say that and the morning routine, the biggest game changers for my clients and obviously for myself, because everything I do is an extension of me. So I learned about all this stuff when I was reading 5am Club Miracle Morning, you know, years ago. And then I actually don't know, like, I'm actually trying to think of what actually spurred me on to do the whole digital detox morning. It must have been someone I listened to or something. But this was about two and a half years ago, I would say, when I actually started doing it properly. And it really, really is true. Now, we're going to get into morning routines in another episode. But like, you know, how you do begin your morning really sets the tone for your day ahead. So that being the biggest point here, what a lot of people don't realize is the amount of stress and anxiety that going on your phone, especially social media first thing can cause you. And that lingers with you throughout your day. You're more agitated. You're not as resilient. You're not as calm. And, you know, obviously then if you're if something happens in your external world, you're going to be more in a tizzy. And there's lots of research behind this. So I worked with lots of mentors and they all preached this. And then I read more books on it. And I was like, wow, like just that that couple of minutes alone, even in the morning, like, you know, if you can stay off it for then, it's just like basically. So what we have here is the dopamine trap. So for every high, there is a low. So, for example, like your phone is designed as like a gambling machine, essentially. And that causes people such anxiety without their phone. So the average person spends two to four hours per day on their phones and taps their phones up to 2,600 times a day, which is crazy. The dopamine trap can be linked back to Skinner in the 1950s, who observed that lab mice responded more to random rewards. The mice would press a lever and sometimes they'd get a small treat, other times a large treat and other times nothing at all. Unlike the mice that received the same treat every time, the mice that received variable rewards seemed to press the lever compulsively so basically we're constantly going on checking for I don't even know what is it and it's the same it can be linked to the phone usage today so not knowing the reward means that we engage more so it's like we're constantly looking for something for every high there is a low so our bodies will always strive for homeostasis so when we get a high from dopamine our body then makes us experience a low to bring it back down to homeostasis so in this come down state then you'll want to go back and check your phone again So anyway, this is just a little bit of uh, research and science behind the whole dopamine trap. 
the more we seek and search for the highs, the more lows we also experience. So when we do get to a place of less phone checking, less technology and screens, obviously, I know we all this is like as realistic as possible. And we all need our phone, but it will put you in a much more neutral and calm state in general. So I suppose for me, it's not realistic to say come off your phone for the day. So I've always drilled in the whole morning routine and digital detox with my clients. So by them, for example, a lot of them like me would set their alarm, turn their data off and put their phone at the other side of their room. And then they would continue with their morning routine and they wouldn't check their phone until they got to work. And I swear to you, like 80, 90 percent of them tell me that they don't go on their phone as much at all because of that habit. So I genuinely think the habits you have in the morning time, first thing, they make a huge difference. It's like drinking water. I got into the habit of drinking water first thing before coffee. That was like a couple of months ago. And now like I couldn't even dream of getting out of the bed without water. And I drink so much more water throughout the day. So by you practicing that in the morning time, it really like sets you up for the day ahead. There's also a fantastic episode on this by, I can never say his name, Dr. Okay, let me just look him up because I know it. It's the Steve CEO podcast anyway. We love Steve. Oh, we, we absolutely love Steve. Steve. Like I actually I could feel listen like, to him for days. Yeah, I feel like he's in my sitting room with me all the time. <laughs> I started listening to, to Steve's podcast, The Diary of a CEO. And I swear so good. Like, the insights that I get from that podcast are, are really unforgettable. Like they really dig into me. And they're very valuable, I have to say. Yeah, so really do- Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. The happiness, is he the ha- no, that's Mo Goddard is the other episode, which is amazing. But yeah, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee has a really good episode on the Diary of a CEO with Stephen Bartlett. If you search it, it's fantastic. And it's all about like basically what that phone habit does to you if you go on your phone first thing and it's like my good friend Adrian Allen said to me it's like leaving a thousand people into your room I always say it because it's so true and then you're kind of also subconsciously comparing yourself and it just sets it just it's not good and who does feel actually feel good after scrolling on social media anyway let's call a spade yeah. a spades absolutely. even us. no you know, absolutely <laughs> It's just, I mean, even us as coaches, I mean, do you know what I mean? The the ones who are always putting out content, it's still, it's icky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and it's more, feeling. I mean, even for us though as coaches, it's a lot more effective for us to give out content than absorb because otherwise it just creates a lot of brain clutter. Oh yeah. Um, but I know we'll be going into the morning routine a lot more in depth in an episode, but it really does, it is a life changer to basically set your tone for the day with the digital detox because yeah Yeah. and I always just say as well if you can like I know it's harder to do in the nighttime again I'm a very realistic coach in terms of I know like there's no point in me saying do this well like it's you know like you want to come home you want to switch off of course you're going to scroll on your phone or you're going to do something on your phone but even if you could just give yourself 15 or 20 minutes before bed that's really beneficial as well like if you're on your phone in bed that's just another chaotic practice that just continues and manifests into stress the next morning so yeah just coming off your technology in plenty of time I think is key do you want to take us through a little bit about your story with either technology or physical declutters and I'll come back then and share some more yeah yeah so I have a really interesting ones that I did back when I started my whole journey and it was basically physically clearing out 
my space in every sense of the word of clearing. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't just a wardrobe. Like I literally gave away so many clothes. Like I really did. I gave away three quarters of my clothes. Now that's a bit dramatic for some people, but it's basically saying I'm creating this space to buy whatever new clothes that dictate what identity I am deciding to have. So with identity shifting, it's really powerful because you are physically, you're getting into the embodiment state. So you're embodying the person you want to become and saying these no longer serve me. They're no longer associated with me. So I know you, you're going to comment on that later on as well, but what does your space look like? So whatever it is, say if you're working on a project or whatever new chapter of your life you're starting, your space is going to have to dictate that in some way or another. Because say, oh, I'm going to be working on this project and then your space is dictating the opposite, then it's really going to impact it. Say if you're like, okay, my next chapter, my next month is for clarity. I need to gain clarity on certain things. But your house is full of clutter and your office space is full of clutter and you're not really getting much time in nature and things like that. Honestly, your environment is a lot more powerful than you think. And I know Sarah and I could talk about this until the cows come home as well. But whether it's a wardrobe clear out, you can start small as well with a purse clear out, with a handbag clear out, like really starting fresh. And that's powerfully setting the intention. So you're not only affirming in your mind and like writing it down that I'm starting from new this is a blank slate you are physically clearing that space and there's a lot of power to it I remember clearing out my car constantly like I would clean it every week and like hoover inside it and things like that because I was like look I don't have OCD or anything like that I don't have this powerful I guess some people really love the cleaning all the time and things like that and I don't have that but I knew like I was getting guided to do all of these things I was like I know this is for a reason and if you've ever read The Secret whether you're a fan of it or not by Rhonda Byrne there are stages of basically people clearing out literally their wardrobe if they were going dating and they wanted a long-term relationship whether they were going to live with you or not because you're physically setting an intention that you are holding space for somebody else to come and when you hold that space that means somebody will come because you are saying hello universe this is what I want so that's one thing as well dictate what kind of chapter you're going to want to start because that will indicate the things that you're going to be doing in terms of clearing out your space say even if you have some things under the bed like things like that notice the corners that you neglect So if you're having bad sleep or anything like that and your intention is to fix your sleep, hello, okay, let's do a clear out around the bedroom because my intention is to improve my sleep, is to get enough rest and feel like decluttered, my mind decluttering, and I'm going to hydrate enough and things like that. So those are the small things that I would have done in terms of moving into the new house, just making sure that I set these intentions to have a decluttered house most of the time, wherever possible. And you'd be surprised at how much it impacts your ability to focus on things, especially for people who are neurodiverse. Like I have ADHD. So if there's clutter, it really affects me and I cannot concentrate on what I'm going to be doing. 
So if you're one of, basically, if you have those tendencies as well, and you feel like that, it's going to help you to basically declutter things and let go of things a lot easier because you're doing the clearing out physically of your environment. So I think that's quite a powerful intention to start with. What do you think, Sarah? Yeah, no, you're so right. So just on that, actually, I heard a really amazing story lately because I'm all about that as well, like manifestation through decluttering almost, you know, and kind of like buying new things that represent your identity. And I have a friend who was waiting for a visa for a particular country. She had to come home, like to go back again. And she was really worried about not getting her visa on time. And what she did was, first of all, she obviously made her vision board. And then second of all, there was an event that she really wanted to go to in this specific place. And she actually went out and bought herself a new outfit for that event and hung it up like outside her wardrobe so she could see it. And hey, presto, there was the visa the next day. It's so powerful, that stuff of like getting everything else ready for the new identity you want to step into is really powerful practice in itself and I always say that to girls as well like if you were to create a new you from scratch what would she be wearing what would she be doing and like what do you want in your life like is it like a new career then you know get into the vibration of having it without actually having it do everything else that you need to do as if you have it before you get the actual job and that's all part of like you said the declutter the throwing away the older version of you and and bringing in the newer version of you through like it's a massive manifestation hack so yeah like the girls with me would always start with a declutter and then we would go straight into okay the clothes like if it was a body image thing which I know that you probably do with your clients as well Patrick with the whole like throw away those clothes that hide your your body because then you're making a statement to the universe that you're trying to hide yourself you know things like that and like start dressing for your size or your fit what fits best and what you like you know and that's making a statement to the universe I'll never forget one of my clients god love her she would like hadn't wore a dress in years and she sent me a video of herself wearing this dress like walking and now she's like the most confident girl I've ever seen in my life you know but just by like saying that like stepping out in that and saying this is who I am now that's huge like and your inner clarity is totally affected by your outer world so like Patrick was saying like how can you have a clear mind how can you concentrate how can you do those things with clutter around you says me now living at home with like boxes and boxes of baby stuff just accumulating I'm waiting to move into my new house but I even know myself like my morning routine everything is really like affected unless I have a space you know what I mean So I can vouch for that. Like when you do have a little Zen space, like, you know, get yourself a little meditation mat. Like you don't even have to spend a lot of money. Like it could just be the corner of your bedroom. It it doesn't matter what it is, but it's your space and it's for you to get creative and you to really feed into that creative energy, that real like clarity and space. And it's, it's just all an energy. And I think minimalistic living is best as well, where you just not have clutter and not have hoard things and just keep what you really need. And I feel like then that that makes more productivity. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I actually forgot about one mini story. And it's not even mini, it's actually quite big. When I came back from Mexico, I was panicking quite a lot to the extent that basically I did my master's in human resource management. And I remember coming back and being so panicked about not having a job, even though I hadn't even finished my master's. And I had done so many interviews at this point, so many, and none of them either I liked or they basically wasn't a right fit. So I was like doing an interview for anything, anything. It didn't matter what it was. And I remember I got to Spain and I said, well, 
And no, I wasn't reading about manifestation or anything like that or attractive or a good mindset. I really didn't have a grasp on that yeah, at all. Yeah. But in my mind, I was like, I don't care. I literally went shopping <laughs> for clothes that I would wear in an office, like a little blazer and things wow. like that. Yeah. And a little journal because I was like, well, I'm going to need a little diary or, you know, a planner. So I bought all of these things in Stradivarius because I'm obsessed with that shop anyway. And I just literally, I didn't care. I was like, I might run out of money, but at least I'm ready for my job, which I didn't have. <laughs> So what happened? Like I'm ready. Um, yeah, a week after I got a job in Apple, so that was that anyway. <laughs> so it all, but yeah, it's just weird. My two of my clients just got a house. They went sale agreed on their house, and this is Ireland now, where like I mean the bidding wars are like through the roof, right? So, but like one of my clients, the same girl actually who was wearing a dress on a bit of video, she just got her dream house, but it's because she was in TK Maxx shopping for the house she didn't have, right? So it it works. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it absolutely really, does. No, like, guys, it does. Like, here's me writing checks from the universe, left, right and centre, <laughs> before I give birth. <laughs> I will have my academy built before I give birth. But uh, yeah, no, I'm only joking. But yeah, no, it does. You just kind of set the intention and then you relax. You have to be relaxed as well. Don't forget that. Yep. When you're trying absolutely. to manifest, you can't be, like, anxious. You have to get excited, actually. When you're buying the things, like, oh, I'm so excited to move into my new house. And hey, presto, there comes the house, you know? So, yeah, it's magic stuff, like, magic stuff. This is the thing. Yeah. State is a powerful tool and a word that we'll use a lot. Because any time that I have been resisting or any of my clients have been resisting, nothing was happening. And if anything, it was causing more stress, more panic, more nothing is happening for me and everything is just going to crap basically. And then as soon as you regulate, this is why I use meditation with my clients so much, because as soon as you regulate yourself and you're able to get yourself into a chill down mode and Mm -hmm. get into a calm state it's like the world just stops because it's telling yourself that you no longer bothered and that's when things click because when you're not bothered you're not resisting Mm. and there's something so powerful about that because you already know it's coming the more you resist the more it's going to be blocking it because you're not trusting and not trusting that life is working out for you is just basically dictating that work that life does not work out for you whereas if you decide now and I know it can be hard sometimes when things don't work out but you need to see obstacles and challenges as your opportunity to grow and understand how life works otherwise you're going to stay stuck so trusting and calming yourself that's why meditation is so powerful and that's why we're creating the environment to meditate and get into that beautiful state because when you're already in that state of knowing that it's coming anyway. It's like ordering something from Amazon. Yeah, cool. It's coming. It's fine. I know that book is arriving. You're not going to panic and say, oh my God, it's never coming. You already know. So that's why getting into this beautiful state of knowing and understanding and accepting no matter what happens, it doesn't matter. It's coming anyway. This is why it's powerful. And this is one really amazing technique that you get to learn with either Sarah or I when we're building that beautiful environment so that you can feel as calm as possible and as good as possible within the environment that you have already so that you can feel good already, basically. Amen. 
<laughs> and you know what? I actually feel like I needed to hear that today. I needed that reminder because we're all human. And even me, I was feeling myself getting stressed about a certain work project I want done. And I think that's just after really like signifying everything for me, because it's it's not about worrying about the how, it's about the opposite of resistance. What is it? Like surrendering? Surrender. Surrender. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm excited when that comes in its own divine timing. And yeah, so like a lot of us want things now. And if there's anything I've learned, especially we'll have to do another episode on transition periods because you've seen me like naturally like on the floor the first couple of months compared to like how I feel now and how I changed my mindset and, and I totally manifested everything I wanted. So it's just it's letting go of the wanting it now. And that might be wrapped up in a challenging situation right now. That's okay. That's okay because the good is coming once you just trust. And it's weird. I promise you, once you trust and once you're grateful for your current situation, that is the highest, highest, highest vibration to be in to attract gratitude for what you have right now, even if it's not the best situation. Finding gratitude in everything and then also clarity on what you do want. And then like that, the manifestation hacks, buying the things and then relaxing and knowing it's coming in its own time. Absolutely. Oh, powerful. I think we've gone off on tangents now <laughs> as usual. Let's roll it back to, I'm going to call out actually a couple of points I would tell my clients. So when they start with me, girls and boys, if you're listening to this, sorry, this is kind of the tips I would give to anyone who wants to start afresh. Obviously, we talked about letting go of the past. You guys can make some notes on that. Then I would always say declutter and create a space of zen. So again, our inner clarity is a reflection of our outer environment. So it's really crucial that we declutter and clean up our space before we partake in a mindset journey or just like this is obviously for everyone who just wants to start afresh in some way or start, you know, anyone that's listened to this podcast and be like, right, I'm on this journey with the girls. I'm going to get my shit together and I'm going to step into this new version, which we would be hoping that you guys would do with us. So I always encourage my clients to buy some fresh plants, declutter their space, pick a room a week if you want to declutter, like if it's a house you're in and leave as much light or fresh air into your space as possible. I always encourage clients to only keep the essentials and only keep what you're going to use going forward and remove anything that does not align with your best self version. So that does not align with the person that you're trying to step into. Keep your space and items minimal. This is essential in creating a mindset of more clarity and productivity. Don't forget to also do a technology declutter. Remove any apps. Oh my God, guys, I could do another episode on the push notifications and the the daily mail get rid of it (laughs) get rid of it whatever it is I don't care if it's the guardian the independent the daily mail oh my god I see it I killed my best friend one time I love her so much Julie she's probably listening I was like get rid of every of all of those news articles that keep popping up every 20 seconds on your phone what are you doing you're consuming bs how is this actually benefiting you get rid of it Okay, so any messages, any apps, any contacts or social media contacts that don't align with your best self version any longer, let your intuition guide you on that one. Just a couple of little tips as well. Declutter your workspace, personal and technology spaces. Create a system for getting tasks done that you have to do regularly. Cut down your communication. Stop WhatsApping people back every minute. You can literally just say, right, I'm going to go on my phone during my walk this evening and I'll get back to all my voice notes. That's what I used to do and become less available. A lot of my clients, actually, they felt really guilty if they didn't get back to messages straight away. And I'm like, listen, chill, be the sloth, you know, the sloth. It's just chilling. 
<laughs> just relax. Those people aren't going anywhere if they're your true friends. Become less available. Put your phone on airplane mode for at least an hour during the day while you get some focus work done or close your email a few times throughout the day so you don't get distracted by the constant inflow of messages. I would genuinely remove any push notifications on your phone as well. Like I don't actually have any. I think I have to even go into Instagram to see if I have notifications. I don't have anything like that. Plan out your week. Again, we're going to talk about this probably in more detail. Weekly ad, daily planning, weekly planning, another time. But this is a game changer. Some of my clients use a whiteboard and some of them use their diaries or their planners. Sometimes it might not suit you to plan your week ahead and that's fine. Plan your day ahead. That's what I'd say to the clients who really kind of resist planning the week. That's fine. I totally get it. Sometimes even me, I work better planning the days the next day. But make sure you are planning because that primes your brain for performance the next day, right? So it's you're, you're, is it like 70, 80 percent more productive when you plan your day ahead the night before? Start carrying your water bottle around with you. Hydration is key for optimal brain function. Unsubscribe from as many emails as possible. I'm almost done. The easiest way to keep your email inbox neat and less overwhelming. Meal prep for the week ahead or buy fresh groceries for the week ahead. Once you wake up after your morning routine, read through your get to do of the day, your get to do's which means you're privileged to get to do those things. That way you'll be prepared for what's coming. Make a cleaning schedule and stick to it. Plan your workouts ahead. Have your, oh, this is my favorite one. Have your outfit ready the night before. I mean, I always, I think I've been doing that for years. I've got a bit lazy now that I work for myself. <laughs> like when I was working as a teacher for so many years, I always did that and it was just really. And if you're not working the next day, have workout gear. It's my biggest tip. Have workout gear ready to go and put on. Even if you're not going to the gym or going for a walk, it actually makes you feel so much more productive to be an yep, active gear. Absolutely. Not that you don't have to, like some of you guys like, don't like active gear, whatever it is. But if you get into clothes first thing, you're not in that, you're not like a lazy, tired kind of, oh, can't be bothered kind of a mood for the day. Really effective. So yeah, they're kind of my tips. Sorry, I kind of went on and on there, but some of you guys might benefit from those tips. Yeah, it's about basically getting your mindset ready for yeah. for the next chapter and even just for long term because getting that workout gear or whatever you do choose to get, it's most likely going to help you to get out for a walk. Like for me, if yeah. I'm in my onesie or in my pajamas, <laughs> good luck with that. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes during our cycles, we feel like, oh, absolutely not. But it's funny how whenever I say that and I know that I'm feeling way more fatigued than usual I have my workout gear on and I'm like I'm going to go for a light walk regardless because I know it's going to be good for my mind and it does make a huge difference regardless of what time of the cycle that you're on so that's a little tip as well but just basically about preparing making it easier for your mind to wake up that day as well isn't it but I'm really excited to go into it for that morning routine episode and then when you have cleared your space, even if you've used like Sage or whatever it is that you mm. use to kind of get your space ready, which is quite lovely. And obviously plans, as you said, Sarah, they're actually really important for your environment. And, you know, everybody does. A lot of people do it to get that beautiful environment ready. But also when you have cleared that space, you can basically set the intention that from now on, you have the power to maintain this beautiful energy within your space, whether it's your living room or where you're going to work or your bedroom. You can set the intention by lighting a candle, play uplifting music, and that can be uplifting music that you can play in the morning and like have a dance around. Or it can even be frequencies because they're really powerful to create that lovely energy within the home and for yourself as well. They're really 
liquid. And then you can also do to set that intention that this is a new beautiful chapter where your mindset is your priority. You can do with your candle, your uplifting music or your frequency, do a gratitude light meditation. So you can do what there's loads on YouTube. I think Sarah has one, I have one. And you can literally just set that intention by having some gratitude meditation, grounding yourself and, you know, being really thankful and getting that frequency up and just saying, I feel good. And the intention for this chapter is to have this state, to be in this state. And that's quite powerful because you're not only setting the intention in your mind, you're setting the intention for your environment then. So it's going to be, you have decided, you have made the decision that from this moment onwards, yes, there will be waves where you feel like absolute crap. And because that's going to happen no matter what stage or chapter you are in your life or what year, what age you're at, it doesn't matter. But it's that intention that you have set that no matter what, you're going to be strong, you're going to be resilient. And this is a good chapter, even if it's not the start of the year, it doesn't have to be the start of the year to start good. It really doesn't. That's the beauty around it, that your life is is here to be lived and you get to set the intention. So that's just a little tip. And yeah, I think we can round it up there. What do you think, Sarah? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give my last tip and that is to get an anchor as well. So really, really powerful NLP technique that I would pass on to all my clients is to get themselves a little anchor as a way to mark their new beginning, whatever that is. So an anchor is an external object that triggers an internal response. So basically, it can be anything that brings you back to a feeling that you want to feel. And that's really powerful. So a lot of my clients would start by doing their declutter, getting some plants because the plants grow with your growth. And then an anchor, like usually they choose a candle or a a specific scent. And every time they smell it or every time they come back to it, that they're reminded that they're on this lovely new journey or whatever. That's if they're starting with me. Um, For the listeners at home, it can be just like your new beginning. And this song or this scent, it could be anything, always brings you back to that feeling, whatever feeling that you want that external object to trigger, if that makes sense. So you want to use an anchor to associate it with the feeling and response you want to evoke. It can be a candle, a scent, a melody, a taste or emotion. And it basically shifts you into like a nice state, whether that's manifestation state or calm state or whatever you basically choose. And that can be your little bestie for the next couple of months while you're on this kind of new growth journey. So yeah, it's just a nice little addition to the declutter as well, I think, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I remember picking like a playlist. I created a playlist to anchor myself. And that was some, I can't pronounce his name ever, Ludovic. Anyway, he has beautiful classical music. I thought you were going to say Ludacris. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes, girl, love it. (laughs) Love the R&B vibes. No, it's, it's, it's Ludovico Eunaudi, but I can't pronounce his name properly, so I didn't want to embarrass him. I'm sorry, no, now it's... I'm back like in the early noughties, dancing to Ludacris in the R&B bar, like in Trilly. I can't. Oh, oh, that's hilarious. Anyway, not quite the vibe I was going for, but still, you can pick whichever you like. Um I remember picking that and creating a beautiful playlist and I actually named it New Patry. And then I also 
Yeah, which is lovely. And you can actually just get a new candle, as Sarah said. It doesn't have to be. I remember I got a perfume because I said, this is, you know, it just it just happened to be the case. I was yeah. like, this is a new scent. And whenever I need a reminder, this is what's what it's going to do. And you can also pick a colour because I remember I did, during hypnosis, my hypnotherapist said, well, what colour do you see yourself in when you're confidently public speaking? And things oh, like wow. that. And I said, I just saw an orangey red because that was powerful to me, you know, because I never wear that color. And I was like, I see myself wearing an orangey red and I never, I'm so beige. Like I love beige. I love light blue. And I was like, interesting, you know, so you can actually pick the color that you want to wear sometimes to remind yourself of the word that you picked as well to anchor yourself. That's quite cool. That's really cool. Amazing. Amazing. Well, girls, I hope you enjoyed that episode. We're going to wrap it up because again, we could talk here for days, but we have to leave some for the next episode. And yeah, I know some really powerful stuff there. Honest to God, like it's extremely powerful when you say goodbye to the past and then set the intention for whoever you want to become in this new um, version of yourself. And I always say best self version because we all have it. It's just lying dormant sometimes. And it's about who is she? Like I said earlier, if I had to create her from scratch, like what is the environment she's in? Who does she hang around with? That's another thing. Don't forget to do a declutter of people. Okay, like who Mm -hmm. is it exactly that makes your life a better place to be? Hang around with those people. Your gut will always tell you. Technology declutter, physical declutter, and just create that amazing space for yourself going forward. Show yourself that self-respect of this is who I am. These are the clothes that I wear. This is the space that I have. This is what I spend my time doing. And these are the people I spend my time with. So yeah, I love it. I absolutely loved that episode. Patrick, it was fab. Brilliant. Thank you for listening. And I hope that you do find those ways to declutter in your own way, in a way that works for you, that doesn't cause more anxiety than than actually <laughs> helping you. And yeah, just find find your way. And I hope you got some guidance from us. But thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me. And I hope that you've enjoyed listening and we'll see you on the next episode, girls. Bye.